0: Welcome to Business Talk, Sister Gok. I'm Becca, and the title of this episode is How to Set Annual Goals for Your Business. This is actually part two, so if you missed the first episode, I would definitely go back and, and listen to that. I think it'll be helpful for you. In this episode, I'm going to cover a little bit more about questions to ask yourself, and then we'll start looking at some examples of goals and what you should be setting them up to do for you, Okay. So um, where we kind of left off was like asking about your physical health, all that kind of stuff. So the next question I would really consider asking is, is there anyone you need to be mentoring right now? So who should I mentor? Is there someone I should be investing in, whether it's a younger entrepreneur within your community? Are you volunteering? I really do think um, getting involved in your community and investing in other people is valuable. And it's not just me that thinks that because statistically speaking, um, when people look at where their worth, joy, and satisfaction in life come from at the end of their life, it's uh, all about relationships and seeing other people successful. So make sure that you're really putting um, effort into that because otherwise everything that you work for in your business can end up being really empty and depressing. I'm not joking. So really consider if you should be investing in mentoring someone and it doesn't necessarily always have to be a structured relationship just who are you reaching out to and pouring your life into and then um, do you want a vacation this year when will it be how long I think I forgot to mention this in the first episode but when you sit down to answer these questions it's really important to have a calendar for the next year with you because that's when you're going to start writing down like this is when I am taking a week off and you block it out in the year ahead because then you can plan for it, um, book it, make sure that you're budgeting for it, all that kind of stuff. So then the next question is um, what do you need in your budget to be able to make sure that you can take that time off and afford to go? I really do want to advocate for scheduling out your vacations early in your goal planning um, before you get to what your business goals are going to be in terms of financial or whatever because I I think it's so important to have those rest breaks or you will burn out. And that is no fun for anybody. (laughs) So uh, make sure you block that off. And then the next question you should ask yourself is, do you have a goal to pay off debt? And if yes, how much? and I would I would sit down and write down like what you have for debt. I think that's really important. I've done that um pretty much every year with my my husband and we look at it and say okay um what can we pay off and I mean like last year we didn't have any debt because we we paid it all off and we made a really strategic goal of how to do that and um I mean, like, and if you decide, oh, you're going to buy a house or move or whatever, like, that's fine. Uh, but, like, just plan for it and decide what you're going to do to make sure that you can achieve um, paying off debt. So, and then the next thing is, what is one skill you really want to improve this year in your business? Are there any sort of... um things or resources locally you can utilize for that. And then that question with that is, once you've identified this is what I need to grow in, whether that's like human resources understanding, what are the laws and regulations or um, accounting, how do you classify specific depreciation schedules or whatever, like there's a lot of stuff there, I never knew Um, that you, maybe you don't even know what it is yet, but you wanna just improve on overall accounting. I mean, you can make it a broad group or like a department of your business that you want to improve, getting better at, more efficient in, or something like that. And when it comes to specifically increasing your knowledge on a technical skill of your business, I would say that out of all of the grant opportunities for small businesses out there, training in technical assistance is one of the number one things that the government actually provides resources on. So if you don't know about anything like that locally, start digging into it because that can actually decrease your overall um, learning curve if you can get with somebody and there's some sort of like grant match or whatever to pay that person to help you and, and you stay motivated and then you keep going. So um, yeah, definitely think about that as you're answering that question or put it on your list as a goal to find out the answer to those questions uh, to mitigate some of the cost to improving your learning. And then are there any areas of weakness you foresee being an issue for your business now if you want to go in and do an entire like SWOT analysis of like strengths weaknesses opportunities threats like you can do that but that's okay um i have done that many times but um if you kind of already know where you're at and where your like biggest weakness is um it's good to write it down and and really think about what ways you can manage that blind spot because that you can translate into a goal for your business as well. So, okay. Um, The next question I have is what does your company culture look like? I really think if you have more than one person in your business, like more than just you, it's more than your mental health. It's more than your um, physical, emotional needs, whatever, all this stuff, financial. So what is your culture look like? Are you really making it a great place to work? Is it somewhere you would want to be another 10 years from now? And um, I always try to think through this. And if it's a family-run business, I think it's really important to evaluate your relationship with your family as well. Because, and coming into that goal planning, if you're doing it with a business partner or your spouse or whatever, like um, it's important to like talk through like, okay, here are the areas that I see you really need support or you need to change and like I was hearing a lot of this um, like a, a couple years ago I literally had a goal that I had to um, speak positive encouragement to my husband consistently and I didn't put it wasn't a smart goal or it was like daily or whatever because I knew I was going to totally fail at doing it daily because that's not my strength but I knew that I had to be intentional about it in order to overall be an encouragement to our relationship, our family, as well as overall my business. Because when um, my husband feels supported, I feel supported. So it's it's a big thing. So okay, anyways, I would also say, what as a threat would be something that could affect your business in the economy? Are there any outstanding risks or things slowing down or speeding up that you need to prepare for? Um, even... If you, and I would not check the news for this, oh my goodness, <laughs> because it's so doom and gloom, like really think logically about, is there something like I could diversify in? My business maybe is only tourism based and so I need to diversify into another market that's not just tourism, um, like whether that's going online or whatever, like think through how you can mitigate if like there's an economic downturn or whatever, what what other areas can you leverage within your business to still keep it moving and then um, ask yourself have my customers changed? whether that is in a business where you are service-based and you have a few clients you've been working with that are pretty big and Is there something going on in their lives that's affecting the way they interface with you or are they getting busy or is there like a huge hierarchy of management change like have my customers changed? do I need to do things differently to ensure they can still access me or um, ensure that they can still feel supported. What does that look like? Um, and honestly, like with COVID, a lot of people was like, well, customers not going in your door. They want to access you online. So they want to order from you. And, and honestly, like even for the stuff that I do, that's a physical product, style changes, right? So then am I Keeping up with the trends for what I'm offering my customers for what the colors are this year and how people are decorating their houses, all that kind of stuff. Like, that's really important to ask about. And then, additionally, has technology shifted to where my customers may be able to find a similar service or product for cheaper, more quality? Or, like, what is it? You should be looking at your competition and figuring out. Is there something available in the market that's better or more efficient than what I'm doing right now? And I think it's really important to observe your competitors and what technology has changed to try to improve because it's going to help you long term to service your customers even better than they are being serviced right now. You don't want to become obsolete in what you're doing. And I've seen that happen pretty consistently for quite a few different businesses. And so even even close family members that I know, they don't have a business anymore because technology overcame what they were doing and they ended up not having any more employees and just closing up. So really think about that. I think, I think it's good to evaluate that pretty consistently if you want to keep growing or shifting your business to be viable. So next thing, what processes do I need to document this year? And you need to do this. You have to have at least one process every year that you are willing to write down so that someday you can hand it off to someone else effectively. And I will say that like, I hate doing this, but when I sit down and do it, it is so much easier to be able to say, here, here's the entire process. Now go do it. And It has saved me so much work, especially when I get really busy with new clients and taking on more business. I need somebody to go do something for me and I can't do it myself and I can't just always only trust me. That is a total control issue, especially if you're trying to outsource things to like say a marketing company or whatever, like you have to write things down and have it organized so it's easy for other people to pick up when you don't have the time. Okay. So then the next thing um, I always do is do a a level of personal goals, like uh, ask questions like, what do I want to have for hobbies? Is there something we should be doing for exercise? Should we be making more healthy meals, all those kind of things. And if you're looking for specifically the small business, like a family run or like you run a business, but you want to do it with your your significant other that helps you run the household, um, I have a downloadable resource for that that I use every single year. I just print it off and I take it with me and it's got a checklist of the, all the things that you need for your October annual retreat. Um, it's on the website. It's businesstalksistergock.com forward slash goals definitely check that out if um that's you because i love that goal sheet and it's really good like a relational check as well okay so let's get into like the specifics of setting a goal now that you've thought through all these things you've written everything down i want you to go back through what you wrote down to answer those questions and identify patterns Where is it that you seem to really be stuck on that your brain is just constantly going? Like here are the areas consistently, this is impacted by the same thing. You can kind of group them in categories and see where they're going. Once you kind of have an idea of, of what those are, then you can start making goals that are what's called SMART. So specific, measurable, realistic, and time bound. So here are some examples like in this next year, I will go on one week-long vacation and not stress about work while I am there. (laughs) I think that's pretty measurable, realistic, specific. Okay. Uh, Another one could be in this next year, I will exercise two to three times a week. So that's like a personal goal. And then um, when you are time-bound, if you want to shoot for the year, like in the next year, like that's fine. If you want to get more specific to like in the first quarter, um, that's fine too. That gets a little bit more into like how, I don't know if you've ever heard of EOS, which is Entrepreneurial Operating System. You could definitely check that out. They do like annual or quarterly rocks that um, everybody in the company is supposed to be focused on getting towards. Um, that can be a good way to track things if, it, if it's helpful for you to set those goals. Um, but here are some other examples of business goals. In the coming year, I will write 24 blogs for my website. In the coming year, I will create a brand manual with two color tones and develop consistent marketing material with it. I will respond to one government contract, request for proposal, and ask for feedback on my proposal even if I do not get the bid. I will apply for a mentorship program and consistently attend the monthly meetings if accepted for the full year's participation. My business will budget to save $10,000 in profit in order to invest in diversification next year by setting aside 833 dollars and 33 cents a month to reach my goal. So those are like, break it down if you want that way. I think it's really, really helpful because then you got a process there, especially for like any kind of like savings. Um, now, I want to get into specifically sales goals. I, I really, I love it when people want to do that. I think that's amazing. I've set sales goals for myself before. Sometimes they're way too big. So let me just um, give you some advice. So one, you can set them. And you can break them to like break them down to execute on them in a month by month. If you want, like you can do a spreadsheet where it's like, okay, this year I'm gonna bring in like this is astronomically large, but um four hundred thousand dollars in new business. And then you break that out by, okay, so that looks like every month divide by twelve, I need to hit this goal. How am I gonna do that? And it's okay if like it ramps up where you structure it with a, a full ramp, which is like, okay, um, I'm right here. I'm trending at this income and now I need to add new business of this. And right away in January, it's not going to be you're going to hit that divide by 12. Here it is that first month. You're going to nail it. I mean, you might. If you're really starting in October, you might. But just know, sales goals are not Always things you can control. And that is okay. Okay, Because there's years where I have set sales goals and crushed them. And then other years, (laughs) I haven't hit them at all because life happens. And there's things and people we need to take care of. and, And lots of things happen like that. So you can set sales goals. But if you do set them, what I ask of you is that you make sure that you also have coupled with them tactical marketing goals that you know will help you hit your sales goals. So here's an example of this. I will attend eight trade shows in the coming year. I will create a list of leads to contact every month. I will create four white papers to have available for download on my website. I will do two local home shows and do a drawing to get customer address contacts and mail them postcard advertisements. I will post two times a week on LinkedIn about my business. These are all examples you don't have to do any of these things but like if you're going to set a sales goal you for sure need to set a marketing goal because everything for your sales will not happen if you're not tactical in doing marketing efforts and honestly if you don't even have a proposal together like you don't have branding you don't have like here's my um invoice or not even invoice like proposal information whether it's a pitch deck or like a a pdf like put something together. Make sure you have a contract. That stuff is important and it's a big piece of closing sales. If you don't have that readily available, you kind of look like a hot mess and people are not willing to pay for a hot mess a lot of the time, especially if you're a service-based company. So unless you're in the trades, then really anyone's just like, just give me a plumber, right? (laughs) Because there is a significant deficiency in trades right now. Okay. So remember like you can't do like a ton to control people signing a contract. That's not on you. But you can control getting a lot of leads, increasing your opportunities to reach out to more people. And so make sure that you're doing that and advertising well. And I would also say the biggest thing that I hear from people when I tell them they have to have a marketing goal and I don't know where this comes from. But people think that when I say you have to have a marketing goal, it means that you need to spend money. That is not true. You can do so much free stuff with marketing. You can utilize every social media platform, get a business page, you can post on it. You can you can participate as a business in Facebook groups. Like you can do all this stuff where you yourself are doing the work if you really want to. Um, so you don't have to feel like you need to spend money to get people to check out your business, okay? There's lots of things that you can do if you just spend time on it to grow your business. And education is a huge way to do that. You can do YouTube videos, uh, Facebook uh, videos, all this kind of stuff. I am amazed by the amount of people that watch videos on Facebook. like. Just mind Like I don't have time for that. (laughs) But I'm glad other people do because that means your business is being seen and um, there's great ways to do that. So definitely consider that for your business. Okay, I'm going to transition now to the gawk portion of this episode and I'm going to tell you the rest of the story of my October's last goal planning retreat where we went and took a piano to the dump. <laughs> I would not recommend that on your goal planning retreat. Um, and then, so this is what happened after we had dinner, we talked, we, we went to the dump, we got back and we were going to go through the rest of the goals. And I would say this was the most defeating um, goal planning retreat I've ever had. And it took, it finally took me, it was just yesterday, I just finished writing down our goals and we taped them up on the wall so we can look at them. Uh, Oh my goodness. Okay. So my husband got violently ill. (laughs) He got food poisoning from our dinner and was sick like the entire weekend. And I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Like He was so ill. I felt so bad. And so we didn't end up, finishing our goals or talking about any of that stuff until a couple weeks later because it was just such a rough um a rough night and then uh it just took a while to be able to get time together again but oh my goodness so make sure that when you do your goal planning retreat um find good places to eat (laughs) and make sure that you set aside time that's actually focused on that um fill out those questions in advance and when you're done so this is like not part of the GOC, but like what I would end with on goal planning is then write those things down and you need to post your goals like have your personal your professional all all of the different things or your family ones on one sheet of paper and you need to put it up somewhere in your house where you see it consistently and whoever else in your family needs to see it to hold you accountable because that is how your goals get done. And then you remind each other when it comes to, um, oh yeah, but this is the goal that we have this year. And people ask you, how's that going? Or did you set aside time to do that? Because it's it's getting to be September and you haven't even started or whatever. It's like, whoa, I gotta gotta get that going. And for the most part, I would say, usually we hit 80% of what we set out to do. And we've done some pretty significant goals. So um, one last thing I will tell you, promise is the last thing, but if you have a goal that is really big and you just don't think that you can hit it in one year. So like, for example, we needed to save up for a new car because my car was falling apart. Um, the first year we just said, start saving for a car. And then the next year it was start looking for a car. And we found a car finally, and we bought one at the end of the year or whatever. And so it took us two years to accomplish that goal. We had to really pace ourselves to make sure we budgeted what we needed to and found something that was the right price point. So it's okay if you have a really lofty goal or you know it's something you're coming towards, but it's not this year, to start making a smaller goal of this is how I'm going to get there and then take the next step. And it's okay to have a research goal, like start researching, how to build a website or whatever that is. So, I'm just going to throw that out there. And if you enjoyed this episode and goal setting, give it a review on wherever you are listening. And I will see you next time.